0: Welcome to Life Isn't Lived on a Spreadsheet with Ryan Potterack from Potterack Capital Advisory. You have unique values, objectives, fears, life experiences, and biases. Any financial professional who ignores or minimizes the importance of your story may not be able to help you achieve your ideal outcomes or hit your goals. It's time to experience the PCA difference in this podcast we help business executives soon-to-be retirees and solutions-based individuals overcome the anxiety leading up to their upcoming years we do this by initiating in-depth discussions about the financial aspects of retirement like tax planning and asset allocation alongside and often overlooked personal and lifestyle aspects join us for this journey where we explore retirement from a contrarian point of view as Ryan draws from years of experience and qualified guest professionals to help you explore the true purpose of your money in retirement and the impact you want to make in your golden years. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and Potterack Capital Advisory are separate entities. This information is not intended to be a substitute for individualized legal or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor regarding your specific situation.
1: You've got your guy, or your gal, and you know they manage your investments. But is that all they do? Ryan Potterack is joined by Alec Quaid as we delve into the mind of a wealth manager. Well, gentlemen, it's good to have you both here. And Ryan, why don't you kick us off? Tell us what wealth management is versus what people may think it is. Well,
2: hello, Patrice. Delving into the mind. Okay. Well, uh, typically, I would say that the public sorts to... Investments and rate of return. And, you know, that's never unimportant. But, you know, in my view, wealth management is holistically looking at a a family situation, a couple, and looking to maximize their wealth, which can be minimizing expenses, minimizing fees and expenses, listening, asking questions, and listening to, well, what are they really trying to achieve in employment and and in investing and saving money? I mean, what's their end game? And if you ask the right questions and listen, then you and the client have a good understanding of what, what you're seeking. And then there's multiple paths to get there. So I would say it's it, wealth management is much, much more uh, holistic, at least at our firm, at PCA, um, than what the public perceives it to be.
1: Alec, what about you? What do you think wealth management is versus what people seem to think it is?
3: Well, I'd largely echo what Ryan said for sure. I, the key word I think he used there was holistic. That's a word we often use at PCA. I mean, if it has to do with your wealth, we want to be talking to our clients about it. And that's a lot different than a lot of folks in the industry. You know, I, I was just fully transparent with with clients and prospects that I meet. I started in the industry at a place where it wasn't that way, where a lot of quote, financial advisors, and, and we'll talk about this in a second, or at least they call themselves that, really just have a shelf offering of a few products to put in front of a prospective client, you know, we wouldn't consider that comprehensive or holistic wealth management at all. And so it's it's for the consumer being able to differentiate between those two could be tough, but that's where uh, a lot of education from, from PCA comes in and, and we can speak more about that.
2: Well, Ryan, what frustrates you the most about assumptions, and how do you combat them? Well, one of the one of the questions I ask within the first five minutes of getting acquainted with somebody is, "What's been your experience with people in my industry?" I find that to be an uh, an extremely important question to know. Okay, they're they're coming to a conversation with me, but where are they coming from? Uh, because their perception of what I do is going to be wholly driven by that experience. Now, sometimes. You know, I don't have any experience. i've I've never worked with a financial advisor. And then in that case, I would follow up and simply say, then you've made it this far in life, good for you. but what do you think's missing? I mean, how might I be able to help you? So having the uh, prospective client articulate what they see as it as is in it for them, is important or if they work with somebody in the industry, what they feel in their opinion is is missing. Because in sharing what we do at PCA, it needs to be compared to in context, I think, to what they've been used to. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if they think if they just for whatever reason don't are not happy with their current firm and they're just looking for somebody who's they think we're the same, but hoping that we're nicer or whatever that might be. Uh, I want to make sure if we're going to work, if we're going to engage with a family, I want to make sure we can provide exceptional value. And I also want them to understand what value means. So the one other thing I would add to it is typically early on with a prospective client fees come up and they might say two questions that they're not frustrating because I've come to get used to it over three decades, but what are your fees? Reasonable question. And then also, what is your rate of return? Now, when they ask, what is your rate of return? I get it, they, I get why they ask, but we're not a boilerplate operation. So there's so much that goes into building a plan and a portfolio of solutions for a specific client. You know, Their expected rate of return is gonna be very aligned with uh, their objectives and their comfort level with risk. And similarly, when they ask, well, what are your fees? It, well it really depends on what kind of work they want me to do uh, it's very we are very custom in our solutions which compared with the industry and Alec touched on it is is very different. So we have a conversation I have a conversation around the structure of fees and I certainly share what our process is in that 30 minute get acquainted but it's impossible it'd be like going to a physician and then I'll shut up Patrice. It'd be <laughs> like going, it'd be like going to a physician and and simply saying in the first five minutes, I don't really feel real good. Uh, how are you going to help me? And what's it going to cost?
1: Right. Right.
2: All right, Alec,
1: three decades, Ryan says he's been in the business. Now I'm looking at your face and I'm going to kind of guess, maybe you haven't been doing this for three decades mm. from fair uh, assumption from, from a, a, younger point of view, what is your frustration? Is it the same? Has anything changed in the business or have you have you seen people change from what Ryan is talking about?
3: Well, I think probably my biggest frustration is being boxed in from the beginning when I tell somebody that I'm a wealth manager, a financial advisor, and, and they immediately box you into what their experiences have been with my industry, which is why that conversation that Ryan hit on is so critical for us to have with a prospective client right up front, because I know Ryan knows how different we are, but the consumer has no idea if they haven't experienced anything like PCA before. So this is where the education comes in. And, you know, if if you step back and think about it, continuing with the, you know, physician analogy, Ryan started, if you're going to see a specialist or whatever it is, you know, they all may have MD behind their name, but we all know not every physician is as good as the one next to him. So it's the same thing in our industry. It's just a matter of lifting the hood a little bit and, and seeing what's different inside different advisory firms, the strategies they offer, the service they offer, et cetera. So I think and now typically we we work with open-minded people, right? Who are willing to um to learn and understand what does make us different. But yeah, that's that's probably. Because we get asked all the time, just in day-to-day life, obviously, what do you do for work? And when someone pinpoints you into a box, based on whatever experience they had, that a lot of times can be negative because there are a lot of not so good folks in our industry, frankly. That's, That's what can frustrate me.
1: All right. You mentioned learning. Clients need to learn. You're willing to teach. Alec, how do you take something that's really complex and explain it to them so they can understand it?
3: Well, I think that's our job as advisors, wealth managers, whatever you want to call us, is to do a lot of the critical thinking on the back end for our clients, explore all possible solutions and strategies, narrow it down to the few that might make sense for this client and what they're trying to accomplish, and then articulate it in a way that they can understand. I think uh, we get a lot of clients from other advisors who they don't understand what's going on because their advisor wants them to not understand what's going on uh, mm-hmm. in order as a retention tool, essentially. And we don't operate that way at all. We want our clients to understand what's going on in their situation, and and there there is a different level of depth that each client wants to go to, and so that's part of it. So it's understanding. You know, is this client a uh, someone who wants to know what time it is or or how the watch works or how the watch is, is put together, right? That whole analogy. And so once we understand that, we can then communicate in a way to the client that really connects with them. But it, so much of of what we do, yes, there's complexities and that's where our expertise comes in. But we should be able to articulate it in a simple way. And, and even if you see some of our implementation plans for clients, they're a page or maybe two, and we need to be on the same page with the client and they need to have a mutual understanding of what we're trying to accomplish and how we're going to do that.
2: Ryan? Well said. I mean, that's that's um, that's it. There's In every career endeavor, there are acronyms and down in the weeds type stuff. Uh, So, I mean, we work with a lot of a a lot of really sharp people that are intelligent and qualified in in other areas of life. But we want to, yeah, the translation of, you know, behind the scenes, it's it's very, very sophisticated, at times complicated, at times a lot of research, due diligence and stuff that we're doing. But what the, the families that we work with, they want outcomes. You know, nobody ever says, I want this particular stock or fund essentially. Mm-hmm. What they say is they want to retire when they're 63. What they say is they want to have a condo in Hilton Head in addition to you know their home, wherever. They want outcomes. And so to make that connection takes, well, it just flat out takes time. And whereas, as Alec touched on, I think in the industry, it can be about how quick do we move the assets from the current advisor over to the new advisor? And maybe that's a couple of visits. Our process creates the room to have discussions around all of this. So there's more clarity, I would suggest. Alec and I have more clarity with the family on what exactly they're looking for from an objective and outcome standpoint. And we've also taken the time to share a couple of pathways to that, alternative strategies that all have you know benefits and limitations unto themselves. And so the decision can be collaborative. Uh, as we share with a lot of the families, okay, we're you know we're the we're the experts on on strategies and 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 what we do in this industry, but the family we're talking to, they're the worldwide expert on what's important to them. I mean, those soft facts cannot be replaced. and And that's the I, I find it to be the biggest difference between our firm and other firms. They kind of gloss over that, and it might be just, well, okay, you're fifty five years of age you took this risk profile, I had a few questions and it kicked out a number. So therefore you should invest this way as opposed to understanding, well, what in their background, what what fears might they have that you don't see on an account statement? How, you know, their worldview, uh, how do they feel about, feel about charity? Maybe they lost somebody close to them to a particular disease or had somebody lose their business. I mean, wh- what really makes that couple who they are today instead of just demographic information and dollar amount and accounts, I think that's part of the extra step that sets us apart.
1: In past episodes, Ryan, you've shared some really wonderful stories. Tell us some of the more important moments in your professional history.
2: Rewarding stories are helping couples who have thought about kind of an abstract view of what retirement might be over three or four decades. And and now they're right on top of it and helping them understand and be confident about that transition from paychecks to playchecks is probably the most rewarding. And that story's happened a bunch of times. So just Mm -hmm. not being too specific, but the whole team really gets excited about making that materialize for somebody. Now, some more poignant uh, situations or stories is in the process when I ask a lot of questions and and listen. So what I say in the process is these are prospective clients and and they're in our discovery process and asking them questions and and getting them to open up about things that have nothing to do with dollars and cents. And for example, the the client she's still a client but you know maybe 15, 20 years ago explaining to me that her parents' estate planning was not as organized as it should have been. And then the parents passed away. And at that point, of course, it's impossible to fix anything that, you know, it is what it is. And there was some inequities and such that, uh, it created a rift between my client and her sister and they've never spoken again. Oh, and And she's crying in my office, you know, so always have tissue there. But anyway, the practical part of that, though, is that it was very important with this woman and her husband to make sure that we have her estate planning done. So I would just simply say that, you know, when we're asking questions and listening and we find out what's really important to the to the couple or the family that becomes our true north. We can always come back around to the dollars and cents and how's your mm-hmm. allocation and all that sort of stuff. But we're looking for long-term relationships and therefore all of that other stuff that other advisors might consider to be ancillary and not, not a part of their role, it's very much a part of our role. So I don't know if I hit the answer to your question, but that's what comes to mind when you ask it.
1: No, it, you did, you did. And now I'm going to pose it to Alec. Tell me about... An important moment in your professional history.
3: well, I just think of of a lot of different client situations that have been able to help over my only seven years in the business. So hopefully many, many more to come. but it, it's it's the it's the situations where the client is going through a tough time. You know the two two most common at least that I've run into would be some sort of death in the family or or divorce. And when clients are going through really tough emotional times, to be able to be that trusted voice of reason or the person who can look at things objectively for them and help them walk them through and, and make decisions. And just, you know, during those meetings, having clients just look you in the eye and say, thank you so much. You've brought me so much peace and, and comfort. I, I, know, I know what we need to do now. Um those comments are the most rewarding to me by far and it's and it's such an honor to be to be trusted by someone you know we have clients tell us all the time that you know if anything happens to me you're the first call I've told my spouse or my kids to make or, or something like that I mean that's that is such an honor and a privilege to be in held in that high regard in in someone's family we don't take that lightly certainly so I just I just think back to to cases like that where, I feel we've really made a difference. The client feels that way. That's just to me. That's what gets me out of bed every day.
1: Is that one of your favorite parts of being a wealth manager?
3: Absolutely, Definitely. it is my favorite part. It is yeah. my favorite part because I and Ryan and I share this. We we both have a have a love for kind of the the nerdy stuff, you know, the the math behind it, the 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 you know all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day. It's it's the relationships that make it worth it it's the we're ser- we get to serve people through the platform of financial planning is what I call it wealth management and that's what that's what fires us up every day for sure
2: All right. definitely echo that Patrice I mean it's, it's some the value of a good wealth manager is rather lumpy uh but when things happen in a life in a life like losing a loved one a spouse, we instantly become one of the most important people on the planet to them. And that to be entrusted with that role is really humbling and rewarding.
1: Well, gentlemen, that is a great positive note, I think, to wrap up today on. So how can listeners reach you?
2: Well, lots of different ways. They can uh, always give us a call at 704-366-5776. Go to our website at Potterack.net, p-o. Well, www. Of course. Dot Potterack. P-o-t-e-r-a-c-k. Dot net, and we're out there on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Twitter as well. And we would encourage you to stay uh, subscribed, continue subscribing to our podcast, um, also read our uh, our weekly blog and all kinds of stuff. Which podcasts and blogs are on our website. So, uh, I think I covered everything, Patrice.
1: You did indeed. All right, folks, your wealth manager can be more than just your guy. Get to know them. And remember, life isn't lived on a spreadsheet. I'm Patrice Sikora, and I ask you to follow this podcast for the latest shows and, of course, share with others. And thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you for listening to Life Isn't Lived on a Spreadsheet. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Making It Count, Life Isn't Lived on a Spreadsheet by Ryan Potterack, visit www.potterack.net or give us a call at 366-5776. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Potterack Capital Advisory. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Potterack Capital Advisory does not offer legal or tax advice. Please consult the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances. Nothing contained herein is to be considered a solicitation, research material, an investment recommendation, or advice of any kind. The information contained herein may contain information that is subject to change without notice. Any investments or strategies referenced herein do not take into account the investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific person.
1: Product sustainability must be independently determined for each individual investor. Potterack Capital Advisory explicitly disclaims any responsibility for product suitability or suitability determinations related to individual investors.